We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is time for episode seven of Inside the Vault with our pal Roquan Smith, presented by our friends at Cybertech. And Sarah, this one, here I go again, broken record. It was box office, highly entertaining, some really good stuff coming off. One of the most thrilling wins in recent memory for the Ravens, so much so Justin Tucker. What, what did he say? He said something along the lines, this is the most epic win in his 12-year career here in Baltimore. I was at with some friends, some longtime Ravens fans, comparing it to the Chiefs win a couple of years ago when Lamar somersaulted into the end zone. I mean, this was this was a big win, uh, and certainly for the Ravens, who now sit in the driver's seat atop the AFC uh, with major implications. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's big implications. Roquan knows that as he's you'll you'll find out in this interview. Uh, but I like. You know, it's that's our job and fans job to look ahead They're They're obviously like taking it one game at a time. But yeah, no, it, I, I just some some like teasers here. He talks about a little back and forth he had with Matthew Stafford. He, a little? He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he breaks down some film of PQ or PQ demolishes a wide receiver. So that's a lot of fun. And then we get into and we really he really deserves it, man. Uh, how he's been uh, given the voted for the uh, Ravens Walter Payton Man of the Year award. So we get into that a little bit. So a little of everything. Uh, my apologies for my attire. We did we did this interview at a different time, so I'm coming off of a workout. Good thing yep. you cannot smell because I'm sweaty and nasty right now. But I'm here for it. It was so fun to talk to Roquan. Oh yeah, and he was really good too in terms of the second half adjustments that were made by Mike McDonald in the defensive coordinator slot. So all that and more is coming up in just a few short minutes. This is exclusively brought to you, as always, by our friends at Cybertech, a next-generation local recruiting resourcing and outsourcing firm. They are a new way to acquire resources. So whether you're in need of new hires, contingent staff, or just seeking to outsource a business or technical function, Cybertech is the organization for you. If you're in need of resources and candidates and you don't have the time to sift through dozens of resumes, Cybertech is a company that really understands your needs and presents candidates that are not in the open market within 48 hours. Cybertech has over 40 years of combined experience and working with some of the largest organizations, both in the Baltimore area and nationally. So if you think you might be a good fit, you'll have a chance to meet myself, Sarah, and the Cybertech team for a virtual introduction. You can get started today by scanning the QR code that we have in the upper right-hand corner right now. Or if you're on the audio-only platforms listening to us, 
consider sending an email to the address that we have included in the show notes below. Uh, before we jump as well to Roquan, we wanted to shout out and thank two of our returning patrons, our OG patrons, our first ever patrons who are supporting us through Patreon this month here inside the channel, and that is Patrick York and Sarah Kendall. Thank you both. Shout out you both. Visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast to learn more about how you can get involved there. Without further ado, Agent Zero rejoining us here inside the vault. All right, Roquan, welcome back in. It's good to have you back, and it's good to see this because through 14 weeks of football, thanks to Tennessee getting it done on Monday Night Football against Miami, you guys currently hold the number one seed in the AFC, which means not only do you control your own destiny, but right now you are atop the conference. What's that feeling like? It's pretty It's pretty awesome, man. You know, uh, we still got a couple more weeks to go, but it definitely is good knowing exactly where we stand, and there's nothing better than being able to control your own destiny. And I know each and every man uh, would sign up for that if they were uh, in charge of their destiny uh, in life or just, just in general, especially with ball. So I'm just excited, but I know we're still hungry and got a lot of – things we need to uh, clean up, but I'm excited where we are right now. Ro, I know that you were at, I believe, Holiday Helpers last night. We'll get to that in just a minute. But after that, did you get a chance to watch the end of that game, like get a little early scattering report? I know it's a couple games away, but maybe get a look at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I definitely did watch a little bit of the game. I actually fell asleep um, watching it. Uh, I was upstairs. I got back from the uh, Helpers event. And uh, yeah, I was tuned into it. And yeah, I thought for sure by the time when I fell asleep, they was up by like a score or so, a score or two, so I thought they for sure won. I, but it didn't really matter too much to me. And then next thing you know, I wake up next morning, and then I see people saying, oh, yeah, the Ravens, we're at the top right now. Because I knew if Miami won, it was something like weird tiebreaker or something. But yeah, yeah so it's definitely awesome. Hats off to Tennessee. So I guess the question becomes, and this is more of along the lines of, I'm sure talked about more so within the fan base, and I've been seeing it, based on what happened in 2019, we know you weren't here then, but it was an early exit after getting the bye, right? And so then the question becomes, all right, well, what do you do in the regular season finale, resting your starters, perhaps if it's already locked up? What do you do during the bye to stay fresh? What's the, the conversation in the locker room about chasing uh, that top overall seed because of the incentive that comes with it, which is rest time before the divisional round? And home field advantage. Of course. For sure. Yeah. Honestly, man, we don't really talk about it, especially amongst like my guys and whatnot. We just more so say, bro, we got to take care of this week. Like, you know, right here at Jacksonville, like, for example, this week here, we got Jacksonville. We just know if we control and hearts preach it as well, just going one and no for the week. And if we feel as if we go one and no for the week, everything else is going to take care of itself. And it just goes back to controlling your destiny. And we've been knowing that for a while. Like we just take care of one and no this week. That'll get us to. 11 and three, you know, so on and so forth. So that's all we're really just truly thinking about uh, being one and oh, and whatever happens after that uh, happens. But I can guarantee you, regardless when we play, we're going to be ready. So, Ro, looking back at y- your win uh, over the L.A. LA Rams, we got to we got to start with Tylen Wallace, of course, right? The hero of the game. But this is cracking me up. So the team released the the play with Tylen running it back, but they had a camera and a mic on PQ. So I want to get let's let's look at the play just to kind of like get our juices flowing again. And then I want to know what you were doing while PQ was doing all of this. Wallace gets a block, comes to the near side, 30. 
spins out of one tackle, 35. Oh my God! He's at midfield. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Celebration time! No flag! Wallace in the end zone! Hayes in the barn! And the Ravens win it in overtime! Where was Zero in the midst of that pandemonium? I didn't see him. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's pretty funny, but that was a, a legendary moment. So, actually, me and PQ were next to each other before the before the kickoff started, but I was a little pissed because uh, – so, it was like the play um, right before they got the um, false start or something, delay a game. And then, so, when I ran through, and then I didn't really hear the whistle, but I obviously assumed uh, the whistle was blown. So, I just got, like, got there and stabbed his face or whatever like that. And then he was like, he was talking smack. Well, he was like, um, he was like, uh, you heard the whistle blow? Like, uh, don't touch me, like uh, stuff like that. I, then I like, you know, I went back at him. I'm like, shut you, like shut you, everything like that. So it was more like that. I was heated in the moment. Then he was just like, then I was like, yeah. So basically me and him was going at it. And then after the game, after that happened, I'm more so going over saying bye bye to him and uh in the team. So more so I was like addressing that issue because how he was talking. It was like it was like he was going at him a little bit. So I was just like bye bye. But then after the game, I was just, you know, doubting him up from one Georgia guy to another. It was just more of like a heated moment uh in the time then. But I don't know if any mics picked up on that. Who who was this? It was Stafford. Stafford. Oh, I'm sorry, Stafford. Okay. Yeah, Stafford. Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't know Stafford was like that. Okay. Yeah. Right. I haven't I haven't in the years I've played him, I haven't I haven't really heard him talk talk crap like that. So like yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny, but I was all for it. That is hysterical. Speaking of talking, your head coach did a whole lot of that right into the Fox camera. Look at this moments <laughs> after. I mean, this is pandemonium. Justin Tucker saying, who's been around here for over a decade, this was the most epic win he'd ever been a part of, Roquan. It, you got the the conditions out there. It's one thing, right? It's blustery and, and rainy and wet, and even though it didn't really live up to, I guess, from a forecast standpoint, you guys probably actually got lucky in terms of what it was like during the game. Uh, but but look at your guy here. <laughs> yeah, that's a legend. That's a legendary pitcher, man. And like, I definitely know how he was feeling because of how I was feeling. Like, far as a game of emotions, I was telling some of the guys, man, I felt like I was at Six Flags on all these different roller coasters, like emotionally. So yeah. it was definitely pretty crazy. And I can only imagine what the head man was uh was going through. <laughs> and it was just awesome to be out on that winning side. And it was just about being resilient throughout and whatever it took to uh, get the job done and not taking a uh, taking a L by any means. We were on that roller coaster with you, Roquan. I'll tell you what, but I feel like it's a good thing in the end because that's the type of games you're going to have in the playoffs. It's going to be up and down, and you want to know, hey, we got what it takes to, have to, to hit the lows but still come out on top. So let's go through some of those ups and downs. Let's go early in the game. I know we've talked about the rush defense before. To start off, they, they ran like nine times. Uh, we're, we're getting some yards up the middle. Matt Abike said after the game that Mike McDonald came over and you guys made some adjustments. What changed for you guys? I mean, that first series, they were getting some pretty good gashes in, but you guys tightened up. So how did what, what did you guys change to, to get that tightened up in there? Yeah, for sure. They was definitely uh, getting some uh, 
getting us on a couple plays in there. And I think it was just, you know, hats off to those guys. Uh, they had some some good runs uh, schemed up. And it was just basic, some basic runs. And uh, they caught us in a couple calls and whatnot. And, you know, that's what that's part of, like, what happens from time to time. And it's just about striking blocks at the end of the day, keeping uh, keeping our pass square and getting off of blocks as well. So I would just hat, hats off to uh, McVay and those guys for having the uh, run schemed up that they had. And it was just more so about us. We knew that wasn't our style that had happened uh, that first drive. So, you know, get over to the sideline and let everyone know, like, hey, that, that wasn't us. Like, these guys, there's no way they should be running the ball. And I uh, credit the Mike as well for uh, switching up the uh, personnel some as well, keeping those guys – uh, honest as well, and not just being more so uh, predictable in a sense. So it was it was definitely uh, something that we uh, learned from. We had to um, crack down a little bit in the second half, and I felt like, uh, well, more so after the second drive, and I felt like we did that, and it was just getting back to our basics where it was just striking blocks, getting off of blocks, and just being square. And I felt like on a lot of those runs where they was gashing us, maybe we was getting sideways and things of that nature. Yeah, with all that said, you guys follow up the offense is three three and out in overtime with your own three and out forced. And so it almost like it wipes away everything that had gone wrong with what you were just, you know, kind of discussing the, the four quarters prior. So was there any message that you tried to send to, to your unit before overtime began? I mean, we saw you, by the way, pregame, or at least the, the press box did, as always, when you go up on the Jumbotron. Take a look here. Jonah Schaefer from, from the Baltimore Banner caught you here pregame. <laughs> And, and remember, like, against somebody, there was a cameraman in there. I don't know if you ever – did you see that, where the cameraman was, like, getting pumped, and he's like, whoo, let's go. Like, what are you saying in there, Ro? Give us give us something here. Yeah, no, that one was, that one was pretty sweet with the uh, cameraman uh, a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, that one right there, I think it, it was just more so uh, – getting back to the basics, just more so saying how we work. It was more so on the message of how we work. And, you know, no one works like us more so. They want to more so be like us saying they're physical, this, that, and the third. But, you know, we've got to come out and show exactly who we are. Like, and we, I look at it as every game, our back against the wall. You know, everyone's trying to take us out. So how are we going to respond in that sense? And it was like things along, along those lines. And as always, it was all, it's our house. So you got to protect it by any means necessary. And like, you know, echoing that message out to the guys and everyone, uh, knows that as well so it was more of a couple a list of those things and you know just some other fiery things thrown in there left and right <laughs> and Ro, do you go to a teammate like marlon humphrey coming off of that that calf injury plus he's had he's had foot surgery in the during training camp so he's been working through stuff for sure he had that tough series that let it get into overtime but then you guys all tightened up in overtime. Do, do you say something to him? I know he's a vet, so maybe he doesn't need it. Uh, but he had that tough series. Do you say anything to him, or did you just leave him alone? No, for sure. Like, say something to the entire defense. And, you know, that's definitely – corner is, like, one of the toughest positions in ball because you're always on the mm -hmm. island by yourself. So we know – everyone knows, like, how tough that job can be. But it was just more so about uh, – I was echoing the message to him – to myself, as well as the other guys throughout the team saying, hey, on the defense more so, hey, whatever happened uh, four quarters earlier, none of that matters now. You get the dub. We do everything we have to do. Just do our 111. 
then we'll come out of this side victorious. Everything else will be pretty easy to clean up after that. But what's most important is getting this dub, flushing everything, and not really worrying about what had happened in the past because that can't do anything but hurt you here in this because that's all that matters is this overtime, and we got to do whatever it takes to make sure we're winning. So that was my message, and I was echoing it to the guys, and the guys uh, felt that picked up on that, so it was pretty sweet. Row, in terms of stat line, you lead the way for the team. Ten total tackles, five of which were solo, two tackles for loss, a quarterback hit, and a whole lot of just rah-rah in there as well. I felt like you were flying around all game long, which is no surprise. But I wanted to see if you could play-by-play -play for us this seven-second clip of PQ just destructing multiple guys to get to the ball carrier here. I mean, look at this. Look at the effort here from six. Just bulldozes this guy. Is that Kyron Williams, 23? Who, is yeah. that Williams? Look, I mean, look, go, go ahead, Ro, and just show, tell us what you're watching here from PQ. Yeah, it's pretty much a toss uh, to our defensive left uh, and whatnot. And then you send a receiver in to block me or PQ, man, good night, you know, uh, and that's what they tried to do. So, you know, hats off to PQ for letting them know that no receiver should be able to block. Uh, inside linebacker in this league, especially uh, him and myself. Like, we don't allow that, and that's something Z.O. preaches every week with the crack tosses and whatnot. So we look forward to that. That's more so like, you know, a day at the deli. So PQ made it happen. That's lunch meat, and then he finished it up. Hey, I was coming over for backup in case he needed it, but he didn't need any at all. So it was it was a pretty sweet play. But I didn't honestly, I didn't see it live. I didn't see it because I'm so focused on the ball carrier. I didn't even see PQ like run through the dude chin scrap like that. It was it was pretty crazy. And then I woke up the next day. I think I seen it on Monday or no, actually Sunday night. I saw it and I was like, oh, PQ got him one. Oh, you'll see him in the film room, I'm sure, because this this one's going to be talked about this week, I would imagine. But you just said it, though. The best part about that play, aside from PQ just having a relentlessness about him, is that you're right there, just in case. Just in case he whiffs, you're right there. And I feel like the timing that you two have has become so natural at this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just think about it like each and every game. I kid you not, man. Me and PQ tell each other over and over. When we from when we first start in the locker room before we even take the field, hey, bro, everything's gonna start with me and you. What we do is gonna dictate how everyone else goes and how everyone else plays. If we're on the same page and we're balling, everyone else is gonna ball. You we just you just look at it. It's 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 been proven. Week in and week out, if me and PQ is on our on our stuff balling, the defense is like untouchable. So that's what we got to do. And there was plays throughout the game, this past game, that you know we didn't we didn't quite do to our standard in a sense. But hey, that's part of it. We're humans at the end of the day. But yeah. I just I really enjoy love playing with PQ because I know he has that dog in him, and you know he wanted to destroy cats, play in and play out like me, and want him to know like it was those two bad boys from uh, Baltimore, you know, six and zero. All right, well, up next, up next, you and PQ are going to want to dominate. We got you're traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. It doesn't seem to me, I mean, hats off to Trevor Lawrence because he's he came back from what seemed to be a nasty injury. He came back quickly, but he doesn't seem to be 100%. Ro, what's the strategy when you know a quarterback? Obviously, nobody wants to injure anybody, obviously, but when you know a quarterback isn't 100%, what's the strategy? Is it like, let's just get after him and make him try to run around, throw the ball away? Like, what's what's the strategy with Trevor Lawrence this week? Yeah, honestly, he'll be a week healthier uh, this week. So looking at it, I know he's a gunslinger. 
played against the guy before. The guy can make all the throws, can uh, read defenses, has a really strong arm, uh, can actually pull it down and run. I'm sure he may be a, a little more hesitant now with the, uh, with the ankle and whatnot. But I'm going into the game with no different mindset than before. Hey, this is in our way, so it's got to be dealt with accordingly. And, you know, I'm wishing him all the best when he's out there on the field. Uh, definitely, you know, want to get some nice hits on him, get some, get my guys to get some nice hits on him as well. That's just part of the game. But wish him all the best and hope, hope, hope he return home to his family safe and sound. But when we're out there, you know, definitely want to uh, impose our will. And that's what we have to do. But we know that's a really good um, Jacksonville team that uh, can – beat you in a lot of different ways, run game with ETN out on the outside, the different receivers, uh, as well as uh, the tight end with Ingram, one of the best uh, receiving tight ends uh, in the league. So definitely excited about it. He got a lot of weapons out there, but it don't change our mindset. We're going in there with uh, one thing on our mind, and that's to get the job done by any means necessary in front of the world. How about Joe Flacco and the Browns finding a way to beat Jacksonville last weekend? Joe's turning back the clock, 38 years young. Uh, and and what's crazy about how important of a win it was on a number of levels for you guys is that Cleveland's not going anywhere, and this division ain't going anywhere. Right now, as you probably know, if postseason began today, all four teams are in it. So it's great. You guys are the first team in the AFC to hit that 10-win 10, 10 Mark, but it's like, man, you got to almost keep pace with the rest of this division because it's probably the top one in football. I know you've said that to us before. Yeah, absolutely. I've said it before, like the best division in football from top to bottom. And like, you know, you can argue with your mama if, if you if you argue anything different, because when you look at it with from the perspective of like three of the teams don't even have their starting quarterbacks and still are playoff playoff contending team so when you look at it from that perspective it just goes to show you the best teams in uh in football right now and have some of the uh, best best rosters so you have to go through the best to uh, be the best and like we take pride in that so you know but we definitely want everything uh to run through us and we know uh we're in control of that so we just got to control everything we can and do whatever it takes to make sure we get the job done week in and week out all right, real Quan, I've definitely got to ask you about this. I've been wanting to since since it was announced. Uh, you have been awarded the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year award for the Ravens. Roquan, I, I, I work yes, I I worked in that building for 13 years. I've worked with a lot of football players. Every year there's like one or two that just is like so reliable, just wants to do good. Like I I, here, I'm going to show this video of 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 John Harbaugh announcing you winning in front of the team. He explains what this award is all about. Uh, really, my favorite part is that it says it's a you know it's a lifestyle giving back, lifestyle of giving back. So we'll get your reaction after you watch this. Announced the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year award. Who got it for the Ravens and going to the competition uh, for the whole league? But dedication and commitment to community efforts this year. Dedication, commitment to community efforts throughout their career demonstrates consistency and a positive character and models a lifestyle of giving back and demonstrates excellence on the field. But uh, we'll be proud for this person to represent us as the Ravens. The uh, representative is going to be Roquan. It's crazy, but, you know, grateful to be here. In front of you guys, you know, this would make everything go, man. And when I think about it, it's always about giving back. I truly remember just being a little kid and, you know, 
Southwest Georgia, the population thousand people, no red lights, no stoplights, like no gro like one family running grocery store, man, and like, and I just know what it meant to me, like just when people came back and gave back to the community and little things, man, it goes a long way. So I'm just grateful to be here, bro, and appreciate y'all. Congratulations, man. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, honestly. It's 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 pretty amazing. I'm I'm extremely grateful to even like you know be considered um, a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. And at the end of the day, I look at it from the perspective of like I don't do what I do to get notoriety or to get noticed. That's not the reason I do. I truly do what I do because I love making a positive impact on others' lives, whether that's kids. Um, those in need uh, or whatever the case may be, just any way I can be a positive impact in the community. And I've told people before, like if I'm just known as a really good football player and I've sold myself short, like I truly want to like leave and make an impact and let people know that I truly cared about, you know, people making kids smile, making families smile, like, cause that truly makes me smile deep down. And that's like something that I care about. I've always cared about it and I'll always give back regardless of anyone notice or people don't like I feel like it's just part of who I am and I'm gonna make sure I do everything I can to leave a positive impact on this world because that's what I would love to do and that's why I would like to leave the world a much better place than I found and I'm just trying to do my my part in this world so that's all and I'm just grateful for everyone that thought of me to even nominate me for for this award it's, it's extremely humbling and uh you know I'm very grateful for it I think you were uh, a let me tell you, uh, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, because, Ro, I, I know you don't do this for notoriety, but I want people to understand why you're voted for this. When they say it's a lifestyle, last Thanksgiving, you dis distributed hundreds of turkeys in the Baltimore area. Last Christmas, you purchased gifts for children at the Safe Alternate Foundation for Education. You provided uh, mattresses at the House of, Ru uh, House of Ruth in Maryland, a women's shelter. You annually host football camps both in Georgia, and now you're doing it in Maryland. You joined the NFL USO tour to go visit service members in Japan. You uh, visit police and fire stations. You had a back to school event where kids got, you know, free haircuts, school supplies, everything they need. And then just last night you were doing the annual holiday helpers, which I was there for the very first one with uh, uh, Mason, Derek Mason back in the day. Roquan, this is a different level. Everybody gives back, but you're different, man. I just want everybody to know that like you are, Man, everything you do on the field, you bring that same energy off, and we're just so proud to have you represent the Ravens. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for that. It means so much to me uh, for even to be talked about in that light. But thank you guys, and I love being able to do what I can uh, for the community and making the impact that I can. And you've, you've said it from the jump, too, one of your first introductory press conferences. A lot of people say things like this, their visions. Other people back it up and, and commit to it, and you've done all that more so. We're, uh, we're thrilled to be with you, you know, for 10 weeks during this season, which hopefully is a magical ride. Crazy enough, all seven episodes have come after wins that we've done with you. I don't know what that's all about, but we got three well, more, brother. And... When you win 10, you got a good chance. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. The numbers are on our side. But uh, Roquan, week 15, get your body right, get your spirit right. I'm sure you've been doing that the last 24 hours or so. And we're looking forward to having you on for our eighth episode in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, back here for a little conclusion. And before we react to just 20 minutes of money from Agent Zero, I mean, that was just so much fun. Uh, This is exclusively brought to you 10 weeks out of this 2023-2024 Ravens season by our friends at Cybertech, a next-generation local recruiting, resourcing, and outsourcing firm, a new way to acquire resources. Whether you're in need of new hires, contingent staff, or just seeking to outsource a business or technical function, Cybertech is the organization for you. If you're in need of resources and candidates and you don't have the time to sift through dozens of resumes, Cybertech is a company that really understands your needs and presents candidates that are not in the open market within 48 hours. Cybertech has over 40 years of combined experience in working with some of the largest organizations, both in the Baltimore area and nationally. So if you think it might be a good fit, you'll have a chance to meet myself, Sarah, and the Cybertech team for a virtual introduction. You can get started today by scanning the QR code that we have in the upper right-hand corner, or if you're listening through the audio-only platforms, consider sending an email to the address that we have included in the show notes below. So your teasers definitely were the right ones to to sort of target in our intro. That lived up to the hype. He was really good on Stafford, a couple Georgia boys. And then then it was funny, like they dapped each other up after as if nothing ever happened, which tells you, just how tightly contested and heated this one was. Nine ties, I think. Or I'm sorry, nine lead changes and a mm-hmm. tie. I mean, this mm-hmm. was a heck of a game. Oh, it for sure was. Yeah, I just find it hilarious because I we, I was. I was looking in that video because it feels like PQ and Roe are almost always together. Yeah. So I'm like, where the heck is Roe? He's over there ticked off at Stafford. That's what's going <laughs> on <in> there. 
He's like, I love how he was so aware of it. Like self, the self-awareness and honesty yeah. to tell us about where he was in that moment is awesome. <laughs> I love that was hilarious. And I didn't, I didn't know Stafford was like that. You just, uh, uh, and again, but whatever, I mean, I'm here for it. Like, I, and I love the way this is how I am. This is how I am. And this is, and this is how I feel about her Shannon stuff. It's like, you go hard at your job, right? You go hard. You go in with everything you've got, but then when it's over, it's over. You know what I mean? And so like, let's go hard. Let's go hard on like football. Let's go hard on our takes. Let's, let's, let's bring it. But when it's done, everybody's cool. You know what I mean? That's how I am. And that's why like, I like to debate you on this channel. Sometimes people, people be like, oh, are they mad? And it's like, no, we're going hard. We're talking, this is our job, right? So Never. yeah, you got to go hard. And then you dap it up at the end. And I love that about Roquan. Like he is able to, and that's that's kind of the point with like being on football and then the Walter Payton um, Walter Payton Man of the Year stuff. It's like everything he does, he's going at it one hundred. Like again, and I try to get this across. Like there's a lot of players who who give back, like for sure. And there's guys that like here and there, but a lot of times the Ravens will set it up for them and they kind of show up. No, y- you got your own foundation. You're showing up at everything. We have talked about it here. He's always on time when we set a time for when we we do this. That does not always happen with players. If something comes up, he texts us. That doesn't always happen. You know what I mean? He just is everything he does, it is 100. And and so he's able to flip switches on and off. And I feel like it's such a, a, a like skill that he has. Yep. And when you think about when we tape these episodes too, typically on Mondays or Tuesdays, we've talked about it before. Like those are recovery days for most players, but for Roquan on top of recovery for the mind, the spirit, the physical, all that, it's also the day that he gives back. It's a, it's a day (laughs) that he does a lot of these things that you referenced that made him such a worthy nominee for the Walter Payton man of the year award. So regardless of whether or not he takes it home league wide, he has hit the ground running. From the second he 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 came to Baltimore, from the second that acquisition went final, like I said, a lot of people talk about it. They they envision it, they they talk it up during their introductory press conferences, and some some back it up. Roquan mm-hmm. has done all that and more from the jump, and it's been such a a joy to watch from afar, and also obviously share this this intimate experience with him on a semi-weekly basis throughout this season. So hope you enjoyed that one. If you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing to The Vault, liking this video if you enjoyed this specific piece of content. There's going to be at least three more, and who knows? Maybe we have a conversation about a postseason run with the, with our with our business stuff on the back end, should they make that run, because I think we need to continue to hear from him if that's the case, because it's been so much fun. It's week 15. The Jaguars are up next. On the road at Jacksonville, you have a Sunday night football game. After that, you have what? You have the Christmas night against the San Francisco 49ers. After that, you have a current 1 o'clock game, by the way. that's The way it currently stands is New Year's Eve, week 17 against the Miami Dolphins. I do not want that flexed on New Year's Eve, Bobby. Nobody does. (laughs) I don't either. You and I, everybody knows our schedule for (laughs) primetime games based on how long we're up doing our postgame show. but. I think that there's no chance it doesn't get flexed. Now, maybe it doesn't happen to the 820 slot. Perhaps it's the 425 slot, right? This is a CBS game. So to me, because it's within network, maybe they just say, you know what? We're going to shift this to the 425 slot. But to be honest with you, 
I haven't looked at the week 17 schedule, so I don't know the teams that are currently playing in that 425 window. What I do know, though, is it's a meaningless game in terms of postseason implications for the Sunday night game right now. So anyway, so this is week 17, you said week 17. There's two 815 games right now. One of them's Cowboys. I don't think they're bumping that. That's Cowboys Lions. No, 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 no. That's for December 30th, though. Okay. That's week 17, but that was December 30th. So December 28th, 31st, 31st, 31st. Here we go. December 31st, the 820 game is Packers-Vikings. Right, which would be on and then a, a, NBC. So I'm wondering what's the 425 window for so CBS. So there's two 425 windows at CBS. There's Bengals-Chiefs, which that could have big big implications, but then it's Chargers-Broncos. So maybe that one. Okay. Well, anyway, so. just something to be on the lookout for because – Two of the four of the, the final four weeks here, the final month of the season, are currently scheduled for primetime slots. We'll see if the Miami Dolphins end up becoming a third. Oh, my gosh. One other note, Bobby. We got to get him. We, I love that you brought in that PQ film. We yeah. got to bring in film more often because that was oh, yeah. funny to listen. That was awesome to that listen was to dope. about that. That was, that was awesome. awesome. That was He's like, like, that'll show you to block me or PQ with a wide receiver. <laughs> Oh, he started talking about deli meat. I'm like, it's over. It is over. <laughs> this is unreal commentary for Roquan. Absolutely. Let's stick a pin in it there. Uh, thanks to Cybertech for being the exclusive sponsor of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith all season long for us. If you want to join the Vault Patreon community, you can do so by seeing the show notes below. We are efforting to have one of our weekly preview episodes for the Jaguars game. So be on the lookout for when that could be coming down the bike. It's been a couple weeks since we did that between travel and some cancellations. So thanks for your patience uh, along those lines. And for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from episode seven of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith, powered by our friends at CyberTech.